You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, on Walk It Out today, we are going to be talking about affirmations. If you don't know what that is, we will definitely be explaining that. But I am excited to have my friend Lisa and her husband with us. So let me just introduce them. Lisa Jacobson is an author, speaker, and founder and host of Club31Women.com. It's a powerful online community of Christian women authors. Her husband, Matt, was an executive in the publishing industry for 25 years and for the past 16 years has been a teaching elder and pastor at the Tumalo Bible Fellowship. He's also the founder of FaithfulMan.com, an online social media community focusing on topics of marriage, parenting, and Bible teaching. So welcome, Matt and Lisa. Thank you, Trisha. Great to be here with you today. It's great having you. I also know that you have eight kids. So just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, we've been married for 27 years and yes, we have eight kids. We have four boys and four girls. People always ask us that. And there are no twins, but there, we had eight kids in 12 years. So it was a very busy season. And right now we actually, four of our kids are living outside of the home. They're off um, working and across, actually all across the country. And then Four of the kids still at home with us. We have three teenage boys and our special needs daughter, Avonlea. Yeah. yeah. And so you've had a full house. Does it seem like it's slowing down now that some of the kids are out of the house, Matt? That's one of the great myths that you don't <laughs> know when you have young kids. You, you know, when the kids are all young and they're toddling around the house, you're thinking, you know what? It'll be so great when they're older and they're pursuing their lives and they'll just come back together, but it'll be such a less busy season than it is now. But of course, this is a total falsehood. You're (laughs) absolutely as involved in the lives of your older children. It's just in a completely different way, but not something that you really know until you have those older kids. That is so true because we have four out of the house and six still at home. Um, One of my daughters even lives in Europe. She's a missionary. I probably video call her for an hour like almost every day. She just wants that touch base with me and advice. We were just talking about marriage today, which I'm like, I cannot wait to send her the link when we we have this um, up and going. But, you know, I have grandkids now and they have baseball games and, um, you know, my big win is right now we just found out that my nine-year-old son and my eight-year-old grandson are going to be on the same baseball team. Oh, I specifically wow. I asked them, I'm like, please have them on the same baseball <laughs> team. Like, we're, all, we're at the games anyway. You know, so. yeah, yeah. Right. God is good. <laughs> he is good. Oh, well, I am so excited about these books. A um, hundred words of affirmation your wife needs to hear, and then a hundred words of affirmation your husband needs to hear. And I just want to start with, um, for some that may think like affirmation, what does that even mean? Can you explain what affirmation is? Absolutely. So, uh, our the culture of our homes are built on how we communicate with each other. 
And so when, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, well, what's the culture? What's the tenor of my home? What, what is it like? What's the spirit of the home? All of that is based on how we communicate with each other. And so affirmations are essentially a way of finding the positive in the moment, the positive in the life, the positive in the character, the positive in the abilities, uh, and just the things that you value and appreciate about your spouse. And Developing a culture of referencing those things, making them part of the normal exchange in your home. And it's a very positive way to affect the the spirit of your home. Yeah. You know, we don't even think of how much our words matter. I mean, sometimes we're thinking it like, oh, he's great and I'm so thankful or, oh, she's this was a wonderful dinner. And so many times we don't speak those things, but our spouse really needs to hear that. Yeah. And it actually got me thinking was... You know, when you look back on your own, like say, childhood experience, and I can remember what that, you know, that one girl Becky said to me when I was twelve, you know, in the back of class, and I've never forgotten those words that like tore me down, right? And maybe something was said in your family, maybe by a brother, sister, even a parent, and you think, okay, words matter; they have power, and but. What if you thought about it in the reverse and thought, hey, I actually have the power, if you will, to speak words of encouragement, speak words of building up. And the thought of those words staying with, in this case, my spouse, like for the rest of his life, that he can remember me saying, I love the way you do this, and or I really appreciate this about you. Those are powerful things. Absolutely. And you know what, uh, Trisha, I really like what you referenced a moment ago, uh, that business of internally having really strong feelings, mm-hmm. really strong, positive feelings of, of another person. If someone else engages us about our spouse, well, we can go on and on and on about how wonderful she is or he is and all of his or her wonderful qualities. But the thing is, is our spouse needs to hear that. Right. They need to hear it from us and, 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 and gratitude and appreciation and value that is kept in internal to the person who is experiencing those thoughts and feelings has no power or value in the life of the other person to which they are directed. You have to actually speak them. Yeah, that is so good. I remember one time I went and met one of John's new coworkers and he's like, Oh, your husband has told me all about your books and how great they are. And I was like, really? Like sometimes I feel like, Hey, I'm over here working and like, Hey honey, look at the book, you know, and the kids are running around. And I mean, and just to hear him, the coworker saying he's talking about it, but when he says, I'm so proud of you for writing this book, or I know you work so hard. It does. It, it brings it to life. It just feeds our soul. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing we've noticed is just even having this, as like Matt was saying, about part of your family culture, your relationship culture, it totally trickles down to your children. So they're watching this. They're also they're also hearing this or they're thinking, oh, wow, mom is really good at this. Or, oh, dad is um, to be commended for this character quality. And then they also start speaking it to each other and to others. We've really seen this, this idea of, hey, I really like this about you. And so it has this ongoing effect and impact that you maybe didn't even anticipate. Well, it's discipleship, isn't it? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. going on on the negative or the positive side of the ledger as the children in the home observe how we are interacting with each other. So it's it's so critical for uh, just for the proper uh, understanding and growth of our children as we're modeling how 
a godly couple is to interact with each other according to the word of God. And uh, it's just important to keep that in mind. You, you have this huge impact on all those little observers that are in the home. Yeah, Absolutely. And I know when my husband says, you know, uh, what a great dinner. And then the kids will echo that like, thanks mom. You know, thanks for making a good dinner right. for us. It, it is it is discipleship. No, it's powerful. And you know, some people see the word affirmation. They go, Oh yeah. One of the love languages, you know? Yeah. Well he or she isn't, uh, you know, th- 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 that that's not the love language that speaks to him or her. Well, the thing is, is that, uh, that while that has an application in terms of, uh, focus area that means particularly more to maybe one personality type or another, we need to really make sure that we don't fall into the trap of thinking, oh, therefore, affirmations are not important in terms of a way of communicating generally. Because as I said earlier, the culture of your home is established through the way that you communicate the things that you say, how you say them, and what gets said to the other person. In fact, I just had a friend, uh, she voxed me the other day and she said, you know, so I got your 100 words of affirmation books. And she said, so my husband, that's not really his love language. And he would be the first to acknowledge that. She goes, but I thought it'd be kind of fun just to do a little experiment. So each day I am speaking a word of affirmation to his life. And she goes, I'm just actually following your book. (laughs) And she said, I think he knew what I was doing because he saw the book lying around. And he came back to me and he said, you know, I know what you're doing. (laughs) He said, but I just want you to know, I wouldn't have guessed that it would have made a difference. He said, but I want you to know that it's actually very encouraging for me to hear you say these things. And it has a more powerful effect than I would have anticipated even myself. So that was interesting. Absolutely. I mean, even if we know, um, yeah, like you were saying that our our husband or our wife is doing this because there's a book there (laughs) that still feeds us, that still builds us up. Um, I love the story that Lisa that you shared um, about when Matt walked by and you just said you're one handsome man, and that just touched a core that you didn't even know was there. Do you guys want to share that story? Yeah, I had just I was just walking by. We've been married for quite a long time at that point, and I think he's really handsome. And I figured he just knew that about himself. And so I walked by, said, you know, hey, you're so handsome, and and he kind of gave me this funny look almost, and I thought. Well, that's funny. So I backed up and looked at him and I, I asked him, I said, well, you, you know, you're handsome, right? Of course you, you know, you know that. And you know that I think that and he goes, well, I don't. And I never considered myself as handsome. I thought, you're crazy. What, why would you say that? And then he went on and he told a story about when he was a young boy, probably about 11 or 12. And he just, you know, he just said, oh, I just had these buck teeth. And, you know, it's that awkward stage probably of, you know, when you're changing from a boy to a man and, and he said, I just hated the way I looked. I hated it so much that I went through all of our family albums. You know, he had the little family pictures of everybody standing around at the Christmas tree. And he said, I literally tore out the picture of myself in every picture I could find. Mm. And I was horrified to think of that. And it, it was something I didn't even know about him that had never come up. Um, so it can be a really powerful conversation starter, but even a, a you know deepening your relationship in ways you didn't, you also didn't see coming. Yeah. And I think so many times we just think, you know, we've been married while I've been married, John and I will be celebrating 30 years very soon. And we just sometimes, you know, we touch this core and we think, I didn't even realize that was there, but our words of affirmation, we could see the difference. Like you said, there's something on his face that made you pause. Um, And I think there's always more that, that our words and our conversation can build up 
that can support our spouse in ways we might not even imagine. Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned something that has come up a time or two in marriage coach. I'm a marriage coach. And uh, if I may, if anybody's interested, you can go to faithfulman.com and check that out. But one of the things, Trisha, that has come up over and over again is when I'm working with a couple, one of the couples will say exactly what you just said a minute ago. Oh, well, he's just doing that because it's in the book. Mm -hmm. And here's what I like to say to people. Um, When you go to learn how to play baseball, are you just, uh, you know, are you to be criticized because, hey, you're just playing by the, the what the book says, by the rules, okay? You just learned how to play the game, okay? When when you're cooking a recipe, a guy or a, mm. or a girl, yeah, you know, a recipe. you're yeah. just going, oh, you're doing that just because that's what the recipe says, <laughs> okay? Look, there is a way to to communicate. There is something to learn and there's something to grow in and there's knowledge to acquire. So guess what, everybody? It's okay if your husband or your wife picks up a book and they go, you know what? I am going to walk out these principles that I see here. What would happen if we applied that same thinking to the Bible? Well, you're just doing that because it's, you know, the Bible says that we're supposed to love each other. <laughs> That's the only reason you're really <laughs> expressing love to me, right? So it's really kind of a silly uh, thought process. It's very illogical. And so I just encourage anybody, listen, if your husband is picking up a book, trying to learn how to speak affirmations into your heart, to build you up positively and to think on, on an ongoing basis, how he can bless you by his words, that's something to celebrate. That's not something to criticize. Absolutely. If he's going to put in the effort, then go with it. Go with it. Um, and what I love about it, the hundred words of affirmation is, um, on each one, there's the the thing that they're supposed to say or the affirmation, um, like saying yes to marrying you is the best decision ever made, or you know you're handsome, you're beautiful, you're a terrific kisser, and then you have stories that go along with it. So it's very easy. I mean, like you said, one a day, you can just pull it out and you know put a note on your phone with a reminder, like sometime during that day, to say that thing to your spouse. And those little things really will make a difference. And I know that it's important that it works. I actually was taking one of my um, daughters to therapy. So, you know, we adopted her. She, she goes through a lot of trauma therapy and these books were on the therapist shelf. Um, oh, right there. So I know that oh, I know Lord. he's sharing them and I, he's like talking, I keep looking at the shelf and he like follows my gaze. I'm like, um, those are my friends, Matt and Lisa. <laughs> I'm like, I've hung out with Lisa before. And he's like, really, that's cool. Um, but it's so cool. So if, you know, people are, are using this and encouraging people. So we know this is important and we know that this can make a difference in lives. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times we will, we will be thinking about this kind of topic. Okay. So building your marriage, for example, and it's a big, almost, it can be a heavy topic, right? You're just like, oh, I know I need to be better. I know I need to build him up more. And and I know that, I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to do that. And I've talked to so many women who say, it just doesn't come naturally to me to, to do that. And I would be one of those women. It was not natural for me to speak those kinds of words. It felt awkward. I don't know. I was extremely self-conscious um, in the beginning. And so I had to practice, like I'd even plan what I was going to say and go, okay, I am going to tell him how much I appreciate uh, what a you know faithful guy he is and and practice what I said. And I'd go out and I'd say it, I'd be all kind of almost blushy, you know, and he's just, but then watching his response, like, really, you, you like that about me? I go, yeah, I love that about you. And he's like, 
well, that means a lot for me for you to say that. And then over time, I got better at it. Now it comes much more naturally. But it's okay if that's not something that you're comfortable with. But these books give you that, hey, here's a starting spot. Here's something you can say. And if it's not you, you can either adjust it so it is you, or you can it can inspire your own ideas like, hey, maybe I don't feel that way, but this other thing I really appreciate about him. The other thing about the books is that they really are actionable. They're doable. They're not that you know you don't have to make a commitment to uh you know take a degree in marriage <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's really something that you can you can grab a hold of from day 1 you can read a short entry all the entries are actually quite short a woman uh, recently well actually we've heard it over and over again but a woman recently said hey this is a book my husband will read you know because it it doesn't require this huge commitment for months on end you literally can go in read an entry, put it into practice right then. And from a woman's perspective, especially when I was a mom with young children, I will maybe even now, but especially then I had so many other voices that I was hearing, Mm -hmm. you know, from, you hear from social media, you hear your own, you know, maybe negative childhood voices. And I was desperate to hear words of someone that noticed that I was doing something worthwhile and meaningful. And it, it went so far, such it, it costs so little to say, I love how you make dinner or you're a great cook. And those aren't just throwaway words. Like I, it makes me want to cook dinner every night. You know, for instance, <laughs> when my husband and now my kids following in his footsteps, just raving about my, you know, meatloaf dinner I made this week. So <laughs> true story. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Okay, now what would you say to someone who may say, you know, I read your book, but my husband or my wife isn't like yours. Um, there's They have a lot more problems than yours seem to have. Um, and I don't feel like I can say them. What would you say to that? Well, the thing is that, first of all, the the books cover a huge spectrum of, of subjects. Mm-hmm. So, it's not just, you know what, I really appreciate your faith in Yeah, well, he's not faithful. He's over there looking at stuff he shouldn't look at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously nobody in that circumstance is going to want to say that, right? But there, and, and by the way, um, I guess it, just having brought that up, that's not a situation that's okay to let go. And we right. get people, if, can I just speak to that for just a quick minute? Since yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is if you're walking in known sin, uh, you you really actually need to uh, first of all recognize what the word of God says, and it says, "Be not deceived; fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God." So, so you just have to be careful. You are are you even a believer if you're just living, walking in sin, and bringing treason into your home by go by by not being faithful in that way to your to your spouse? So, we're not talking about that. That's a situation that needs addressed right away, and I can guarantee you, if that was in our marriage, Lisa would go right to the elders of the church and she'd involve the men of the church right now. There's no way that would be let go. So having said that, but there are many other things like maybe, uh, you know, there, there's some character issues in your, in your spouse. So whatever uh, entries speak directly to those things, obviously you're not going to want to say those things, but there's not a marriage out there. I mean, okay, maybe there's one, but it's extremely (laughs) rare to find a marriage where there's literally nothing that you can say positive about your spouse. There's something, maybe he's 
uh, a good provider and he's faithful. He shows up to work on time. And so he's a faithful man in that way. Maybe she um, just, I don't know, maybe you're having some acrimonious challenge in your, in your marriage, but maybe she uh, is super committed to uh, making sure that uh, the, the children are looked after and she's really endeavoring to do well with their education or their after school uh, curricular activities or whatever. There's no relationship out there where there's literally nothing you can point to and say. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we need to do, especially when we're on that downward cycle. Mm-hmm. We need to remember two things. First of all, we need to act. We don't need to wait for the other person to act. And if you're a believer, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that most of your audience is a believer, if we're biblical Christians, then God's call for how we walk isn't relative to the experience that we have with another person. God calls us to walk with him, to be holy as he is holy. He calls us to walk in fellowship with him. And of course, that beautiful verse in James 4, 8 that we mention every time, on uh, on our podcast, Faithful Life, we say, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. This is a promise of scripture. So if you're in a situation, first of all, pursue Christ, draw near to God. And secondly, there's not, there's not uh, a complete void in terms of your spouse where there isn't something that you can't point out and, and with integrity positively comment on. Yeah, that is great. Um, it reminds me of when I was taking one of my little kids after we adopted him, he was about two and a half to therapy and his, his behavior was just really difficult and he would destroy everything and make messes and wouldn't listen. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was a hard thing bringing him from hard places. And the therapist said, if he is even throwing a toy in the direction of the toy box, praise him for trying to clean up. And so, you know, the little things, if he's just throwing a a truck at the wall and it kind of bounces on the toy box, great job. You're putting the toys away. You're finding the win. win. I was actually thinking about this kind of example when Matt was talking, because it's true that just that, like with a, if I can say it, like with a child, catching them in that positive moment, you can do the same kind of thing in your marriage. And maybe he doesn't always uh, follow through on what he said he would do. And it frustrates you. But when there is that moment, you go, hey, thank you so much. That just meant so much to me, the way, you know, that you took care of that. And without, you know, make don't turning into a preachy teaching moment, just a genuine, hey, I love that. It starts adding up to, okay, I want to do more of that. And or when you build that encouraging positive relationship, it opens up his ears and his heart, again, speaking just to women right now, to possibly receiving that this is something I would love to see improve or get better. Babe, I want you to tell that story of the woman who um, they had a terrible relationship and just living parallel lives, but separate. But she decided to do one thing she did until, and then how he responded and what, just remember what happened. She started making his, like make, just making his lunch. Just, just and, tell that story. Yeah, so they were exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. They were just, they were separated. Everything was, really bad. And she thought, okay, I'm going to um, make his lunch and I'm going to put a little post-it note in his, and just a positive thing, like just something kind. And not necessarily even of a, of a romantically loving nature, just a kind comment. Just a kind uh, statement to him. And 
she said by the end of the week, and they were separated on their way to divorce. And by the end of the week, he started kissing her goodbye. And she said, he hadn't done that in years. Mm-hmm. And by the time she wrote us, she said, our marriage is totally turned around. We're back together. And it's better than it's ever been. And who would have thought that just a little post-it note <laughs> would reignite a relationship? And and I and I know that seems ex- like extreme, but this is one example we've heard, but we've heard lots of these kinds of things. So, so sometimes you feel so far apart and you're not that far apart. It just takes it, one person to start making those positive, godly, and sometimes even sacrificial mm-hmm. um, yeah. steps, you yeah. know, to get it, to get it right. Right. And to think back at those things that drew you to your spouse in the first place. And can you even see a glimmer of that, that you could, yeah. you know, pull yes. up yeah. again? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And God is powerful. He can, he can use those simple offerings of someone just saying, okay, I don't feel loving right now, but I'm going to, um, but it is true that he is, um, has this character quality and I'm going to make the most of it. I, I, like I had a woman write me recently and she was just saying, oh, I'm so frustrated in my marriage. I'm frustrated with my husband. He doesn't, we don't do date night. I mean, he's a really good dad to the kids. I'm like, okay, stop right there. Yeah. What a great place to start. You're such a good father to our kids. And if I ever told you how much I love that about you and watch him like stand up and go, hey, well, that's awesome that there's something that you you know can acknowledge that I do well. Um, it's pretty You almost powerful. picture this like withered plant. And then the yes, more yes, the affirmations yes. are like water and sun. No, and the no. more you pour them, it just like blooms and grows. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And what I love about this is I know, you know, we all live, live busy lives, which that could be a whole other <laughs> whole other podcast. And there's distractions with the smartphones and all these things, but really our words, th- this takes 30 seconds like to, to just speak well, something. Well, exactly, right? It's not that, it's not rocket science here. Mm-hmm. And even during the day, there's sometimes my husband, um, he works from home. You think we'd see each other a lot more, but he's on a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings. And sometimes if I'm thinking something, if I walk in and realize he took the trash out or, you know, whatever, I'll just send him a text. Um, I know that, you know, when he's done on with his phone meeting, he'll, he'll see that text come up. And so, you know, sometimes we can even use like our phones to, to text or like you said, post-it notes or anything. The words matter whether we're speaking them, posting them, <laughs> texting them. Um, it just really goes to our spouse's heart. Yeah, yeah it does. I, we have the same kind of situation because Matt works from home too, and his office is upstairs. And we'll send little texty notes back and forth. Some, you know, sometimes flirty, sometimes sometimes a little steamy. We got to make sure. The <laughs> sometimes kids I have to delete it. Them so the <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that was. <laughs> but it's fun, you know. It is a fun little way of communicating. Um, yeah, sweet things to each other. Well, and just like it says in Proverbs sixteen twenty four, pleasant mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Are a honeycomb. We I used to keep bees. Yeah, and I'd bring honeycomb into the oh, house. Oh, I love that. And it's just so awesome to bite into a, a honeycomb. And so we just it, we know what this means just right uh, from from the hive to the house here. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Mm-hmm. And people find that when they step out. And you got to step out in faith sometimes because sometimes it is a sacrifice, like you were saying, babe, where um, you seek to find that pleasant word to speak. And um, but there's a lot of healing in positive, affirming words to your spouse. Yeah, and I think this is um, hopefully you know listeners will right now go, okay, 
I can do this. I'm going to get these books. I'm going to start this. And maybe they're, they feel their love is just a flicker now and we're used to be a flame and they just want something. So I know this is a really good positive step. What other encouragement maybe would you have to a listener out there that's like, is almost feeling like this isn't going to work or I made a mistake or I just don't feel that love anymore. And we, we already talked about the effort affirmations, but what other encouragement um, would you give to them? Well, the thing is, is that God's a redeemer mm. and he didn't come to redeem most of you. And he didn't come to redeem part of your marriage. All right. The redemptive work of Jesus Christ is a complete work. And the thing is, is that God says he will draw near to you if you will draw near to him. See, we have to make sure that we don't make an idol out of having a great marriage, that we don't make an idol out of having feelings in our relationship, right? Because that's not what we're pursuing. Mm -hmm. We're to pursue God. We're to pursue God through Jesus Christ. And he is the one that we're seeking. He is the one that pursuing. And the irony is, or the truth is, I don't know if it's irony, but when we pursue God, we actually start walking in the ways that he's called us to walk. How has he called us to walk? Love one another right? So when we're pursuing God, we're loving one another. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God. See, that's what happens when we draw near to God. And then we go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we go, oh, it says love is patient. How patient am I? Love is kind. Am I kind in the way I speak? Love is long suffering or, 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 and I don't mean that you just get to suffer and suffer. I mean, you get to stay in there because you love. And the thing is, is that God sees you. God knows where you are. The Bible expressly states that he's counted every hair on your head. So it doesn't matter what valley you're in. God is never absent from the valleys of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so Look to him, draw near to him. He has a plan and he has a purpose. And most, uh, the, and, and, and the, the, the biggest focus of our life should be to draw near to God, not to fix this thing over there, right? Mm -hmm. Not to fix this problem I have, but rather to draw near to God and to walk with him and to be the person that he has called us to be. And in Galatians, oh, I can't remember. Uh, I wish I could pull up the verse right now. It says, if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. So that's what I would say. If you find yourself in a place of loneliness, if you find yourself in that desert or in the valley, if you find yourself in kind of a quiet house where you feel like, wow, we're just living parallel lives and we're not really intersecting, draw near to God. Draw near to God, the Bible says. He will draw near to you and then seek how you, regardless of your spouse, regardless of what's coming back at you, seek how you can walk in true biblical love, according to 1 Corinthians 13, true biblical love toward that other person, not so you can get something, but, right. you, but so you can honor the God that you serve. Oh, I love that so much. Lisa, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, that was just really good. Um. I think the other thing I want would want to keep in mind is that we are never without hope and it can feel so hopeless in that kind of situation. And 
And but how it is now is not necessarily how it'll always be. And not to let the enemy convince you that, oh, how it is today, Mm -hmm. how it's even been the last so many months or years even, isn't how it's always going to be because God is a redeemer. And I am... I repeat that over and over again, reminding myself, God is a redeemer. I do not have to despair. And I have to remember that he is working even when I cannot see him working. Yeah, I love that. And I think I love how both of you turn it back to the ourselves and God. (laughs) It's not about do this, this, and this and fix your marriage because um, it really is when I have an issue with my husband or my kids, when I sit still before God and start praying, it always comes back to me. And I love um, Psalm 139, 23 through 24, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And I remember the first time I prayed that, I mean, search me. I mean, I had all this stuff come up and uh, I, mean, I had actually an old boyfriend emailed me and all these emotions towards him. Like, I'm like, where did this even come from? No, I don't want this. But it was God showing me, like, this is in there that you need to get out. And, you know, I was able to talk to John and work through all those things. And so now I, like, almost cringe when I pray that, search me, oh God, and know my heart. But there are things in us that we need to deal with, that God wants to work with us on um, while we're saying, well, you're not loving or you don't give me the butterflies like my old boyfriend or this or that. We're pointing out these things when really God's like, I have something to do in your heart. We need to get right um, and then it, it it helps your marriage, but it has to start with you. Amen. That's Amen. so true. That's so true. Well, I have just loved this conversation. I know we could talk all day about this. Um, and we mentioned um, some of the ways that people can get in touch with you. There's the Faithful Life podcast, um, which I recommend. And then um, faithfulman.com, club31women.com. Is there anywhere else that you would like to mention? Well, people uh, do like to follow us on Instagram. Lisa is at Club31Women. That's women, W-O-M-E-N. And I am at Faithful Man on uh, Instagram. And we usually put up some Insta stories that are kind of fun from time to time. And on Tuesdays, I do offer a Titus 2 Tuesday. And so people can write in questions and um, anything about faith, uh, marriage, parenting, home life. And I try to answer as many as possible. And that's a Tuesday feature I have. So if people had any specific questions, I'd love to... To answer those over there. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, again, the, the books are 100 Words of Affirmation for your, your Husband Needs to Hear and 100 Words of Affirmation Your Wife Needs to Hear. So check those out and we will have all the links in the show notes. But Matt and Lisa, thank you so much for being here today and encouraging us. Thank you, Trisha. It's a super blessing to be with you, Trisha. Thank you so much. I just loved talking to Matt and Lisa today and I especially loved how when I asked the question, Matt would refer to a scripture. Um, so here are the ones that he listed. James 4, 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double, double-minded. And he was talking about, um, you know, when we have an issue with our spouse, come near to God, draw near to God. Also, I love this, Proverbs sixteen twenty four, Gracious words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I need to post that around my kids' rooms or something sometimes. And then this, Galatians 5.16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
those are all such wonderful scriptures. They're over in today's show notes at walkitoutpodcast.com. Also, today's Walk It Out verse is Psalm 139, 23-24, which is the verse I brought up um, that I continually go before God and ask Him to search my heart. And this is what it is. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And I find whenever I have an issue with my spouse or my kids, um, often when I go before God and ask him to search me and search my heart, there's an issue that I need to work on. And that will always solve the whole problem, but it'll solve my side of the problem, which makes a huge difference. So let's just pray. Dear God, I thank you so much that we can come to you, that you can search us, search our hearts. You will show us our anxious and worried thoughts, and um, you will help us to find healing instead of hiding. Lord, I know that if there's any offensive ways in us, that you don't just leave us to our own accord to deal with that, but you come to us and you help us. And you desire for healthy people, healthy marriages, and healthy relationships And we can only find that through you. So I pray that we will turn to you. We will ask for healing. We'll ask you to search us. But then we will speak words of love and affirmation to our spouses or to our friends, our kids. Because I know, Lord, that that can make a huge difference. Bless Matt and Lisa and all that they do. Um, They are so encouraging to so many, Lord. And I just pray a blessing on their ministry. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, I just pray that God will be with you today. And maybe you feel like, yes, this is exactly what I need. I need someone to speak these words of affirmation to to me. Um, I know how hard it is to be in that place. But I just want to encourage you, like Matt and Lisa said, speak those words to the other person. Um, Share your words of love and care and consideration. And it will make a huge difference difference in your marriage. Well, I am so thankful also for you tuning in to Walk It Out. I pray that you might be encouraged, that you might be um, inspired to just draw closer to God and to draw closer to the people in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then share it with a friend. Let them know that they too can be encouraged. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I pray that you will be blessed. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.